Hello, welcome to 25 Cents, a video game podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Nick. Each episode, we'll be making the rounds through our four corners, console, PC, Apple, and tabletop, with a focus on games that are great to play if you've got kids. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts or on the web at goodstuff.net work. Hey, Nick, welcome back to this thing. Whatever this thing is. Hey, Chris, welcome back. It's good to see you. It's been it's been a longer hiatus, although not as long as our one like a year ago. But no. we're back at it. Uh, we've got some some holidays to catch up on. Uh, uh, video game gift wise, we've got various news that's that's broken uh, about different things. Um, how how are you guys doing? Good. Yeah. Part of the hiatus is well, a big part of the hiatus besides obviously holidays was. We, our family got to welcome COVID or welcome the new year with COVID. Uh, and so before we even went back to school to worry about getting COVID, we got COVID uh, probably from a bowling alley is what we think. It's like the one, one of the only places we went to where some other people also seem to come away with it. And uh, yeah, one of those funny things where like, luckily everyone's okay, seems to be all good. My wife had actually lost her sense of taste and smell for a while and seems to be coming back now. And oh, that's uh, good. Yeah, other than random lingering, like, am I tired because of COVID or am I tired because it's middle of January and it's normally depressing and tired anyways and it's minus 40 Celsius and all those kinds of things happening <laughs> as, it, as it happens here in Canada anyway. Uh, but uh, beyond that, it's, uh, yeah, we're all good. And uh, so thanks for waiting, waiting us out. If you're still out there, subscribe to the 25 cents. <laughs> yeah, I think we're going to get back into it here, but we're, we're, we're very much in the, uh, still kind of waiting and seeing, uh, phase of Omicron and COVID. You know, we're, we're, we've got my son back in school and, and we've had one close contact alert, two classroom alerts since seems to have dodged it so far, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's where it's the world we're living in right now. Yeah. It definitely seems like the, um, well, at least up here, it's basically like inevitable. There's one of our friends who we hung out with outside last night. We were commenting how they managed to avoid it so far, and they almost feel like left out in a weird way because, like, literally everybody around <laughs> us is getting it, and they they thought they had it, and their yeah. son had like the the little faint line, and they were like testing every day, and nothing ever more happened. Nobody had symptoms. Nobody else tested any sort of positivity or a faint line on the rapid tests, and so determined they probably didn't have it. But they're almost kind of, almost kind of like disappointed. They're like, oh, now we still have to keep worrying that we're. Gonna- <laughs> gonna have at some point so ugh, yeah but. i think i think uh, we're gonna be worrying yet for a while although although we did finally get some of our free government tests here so that was that was nice i think uh, i think your area of the world has a little bit better management in that in that space but yeah so we've got a few for at home uh, just in case but uh maybe we should distract ourselves from the <laughs> ongoing <Yeah>. global pandemic <laughs> with something a little more fun well, before um, we get it too far in, I, I know we have lots to cover, but I, I wanted to just quickly the uh, oh, I don't have it on the right browser here. Just one second, but the uh, while we were away, we, I heard uh, Kyle and my kids actually alerted me to the fact that Kyle and Kenny were go not a <laughs> oh, machine. Yes, I heard put this money into if I don't think they charge for an episode. Do you think they charge per episode? Like it's a it's a you have to pay a quarter and then you listen to the episode. Chris, 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 if you're listening. You got to do it. It's a new gimmick. It, each episode costs the cost of what the title is. And so we're taking your morning and the show from you. <laughs> you owe it to us <laughs> now. It's a quarter. We, we've taken it. No, 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 oh, no. Oh, okay. That's ours. Oh. <laughs> I'm losing Sorry. the thread here a bit. <laughs> Anyways, they, yeah, uh, the, the morning the morning show takeover is uh, is pending uh, as, as soon as they as soon as they scrounge up a quarter to to pay <laughs> to pay us and buy us out. It's kind of the reverse <laughs> Patreon or some sort of auxiliary Patreon yeah. method, I think, or something like that. Anyways, so we're we'll alert the listeners, of course, if we have a hostile takeover by the morning show. But in the meantime, go to goodstuff.network slash morning show and uh, subscribe to Kyle and Kenny as they get up to hijinks. I, I frequently get messages from my kids or, or they come up and they're like, dad, listen, dad, listen, they talked about you again <laughs> on the show. <laughs> they always find it hilarious. They're like, so do you know them? Like, do you really know them? Because my both my kids oldest are like addicted to listening to the morning show. They've listened to way more of it than I have. My son went back and re-listened to like old episodes and stuff. Oh, uh, wow. So anyways, but moving on to 
console corner so we get actually uh, so a, couple, a couple of things uh, kind of in in the console corner world so a a favorite game that we've mentioned on here a couple of times hades actually won the best video game hugo so the hugos are um uh, generally a speculative fiction award ceremony every year um and they re- fairly recently added a category for video games and um and other sort of interactive narrative stuff and and hades uh, came away with it uh, this year. The the Hugo Awards are often a good place to go if you are looking for the uh, the best uh, sci-fi and fantasy uh, to read in in any given year. Um, they they tend to be um, uh, a, a pretty good recognizer of some of the really good new stuff that's coming out. Um, although famously also in un, unable to escape from politics. Cause there, there was like a whole thing a few years ago with people trying to take over the awards and having an agenda and everything. Um, but yeah, there, there's a lot of great winners, uh, in the list. Um, I'm trying to read a little bit more this year, but have not, uh, caught up on any of these other than Hades yet. Um, so definitely a good list to check out. Yeah. I've actually been tempted very, I, so with the uh, the Xbox X, which we'll get to in a second, but uh, tempted to pick up Hades again and torn between. I think it was on sale, or maybe it's a regular price on Switch. It was like fifteen dollars or twenty. I don't know. It, was, it seemed cheaper than I remembered it being, anyways. Yeah. And but or on the Xbox, where I know it'll be look really good, even better than the Switch, possibly. Um, but not as portable, obviously, and easy. Just like grab and play on the couch if my wife happens to be watching an episode of Emily in Paris or some other trashy Netflix series. <laughs> But yeah, it's definitely still on my list. Yeah, so I uh, I haven't picked up Hades again in a while, but I've I've mostly played it in the portable form for for Switch, and and can definitely recommend that as the experience. I don't know if it's available on many platforms now. I don't know if there's a significant difference in like the graphics fidelity uh, across the different platforms. Um, I, I would assume, given the the sort of drawn art style, there's not going to be a huge difference, but but maybe you'd see uh, a slightly better uh, experience on, on, uh, on the new Xbox. Um, and then power up, what's this? Yeah. So, so, uh, this, this was a Christmas, a Christmas gift. We, uh, my son got a gift certificate to our local bookstore. Uh, we did a quick in-person shopping, um, uh, kind of before the, the worst of Omicron hit our area. And, uh, he picked out one called power up, which, uh, it's a graphic novel. Um, and it's two, uh, friends who are at the same school but don't realize they are gaming buddies uh, that have been playing this very oh, Fortnite vibe, like mecha battle game together. Um, and you know, it's about friendships and and dealing with um, you know the stress of being the new kid at a school. Um, and I, I I thought the the way the parents were portrayed, they had a very like nice balanced view of screen time, right? You know, it was like, <laughs> well, you know, if you get your schoolwork done, you can you can play as much as you want. I'm glad you're making friends in the game, uh, that sort of attitude. So uh, a generally positive portrayal of uh, a sort of middle school aged characters uh, playing games together online, um, and and like I said, very much riffing on sort of Fortnite as a as a, a genre, you know. Um, lots of lots of unlockables and and creating bases and all the all the fun stuff you can do in that game um i I did notice the you know usually uh books have have a u.s and canada price on them and and it was it was 12.99 in the u.s and just higher in canada it didn't say how much higher (laughs) yeah exchange they don't want to they want to hedge their bet on what the (laughs) pricing will actually yeah exactly Um, cool. Yeah, it's a quick read, uh, and and uh, definitely a fun a fun one in the the book video game uh, crossover arena. And like a one off, not like a series or anything. It's just sort of a standalone. I believe there is a sequel coming, but it is not out yet. Right. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, it's always good to have uh, other ideas. Are my my oldest has a did a Marvel Unlimited subscription on his tablet, and so that's what. If anything, if oh, our nice. kids, we have to almost force them to pull away from that every so often just to like, cause it's, I mean, just like anything else with any sort of unlimited, <laughs> it's, it just goes forever. And it's, it is good fun. Like to have to be able to just read the entire Spider-Man series or whatever they're, they're walking, working their way through and stuff and Hawkeye series and, and things like that. And, and just grab those. Cause there's no way we would be hitting the comic book store enough to, to actually go read through all those, the various series. But, but yeah, still good to have a good graphic novel and stuff. I was, I was worried it was the old Nintendo. They had like a power up, 
fan magazine, I think back in the late eighties, early nineties. Oh, <laughs> I thought maybe that's what you're. <laughs> yeah, I think it was, I think it was called that. Uh, not, not as, as a non console owner in the nineties, I, I never subscribed, but yeah. I'm trying to remember if any of my friends who had Nintendos, if they had that magazine sitting around, I, I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, unfortunately it may not be the time of the show where, uh, <laughs> even, even though, even though, we don't talk about crypto. <laughs> We've got a lot of NFTs in the news in yeah. games, uh, unfortunately, uh, in various. Yeah, it's we're not it's, setting up a corner. We're just setting it, up a crash. <laughs> no, it's it. Well, the I think some of it did crash uh, this yeah. past week. Um, the the value of Bitcoin or something tanked. But yeah, I think unfortunately we are we are staring down 2022 being the year of NFT blockchain nonsense in games. Um, so there's going to be there's going to keep being these stories. Um, there are a couple ones. Um, Castlevania has a bunch of you know, exclusive NLT, NF, NLTs, wow, NFTs <laughs> around, um, you know, in-game items and, you know, stylized, if, if you like the series the of the various characters, you can get art and, and stuff um, in NFT form. Um, Square Enix got roasted after uh, one of their, uh, I think the CEO published an open letter about, you know, the, the positive brand value of NFTs and, um, uh, there's one quote from it that that I pulled out uh, that I saw a lot of discussion on on Twitter and and other gaming uh, media. Um, quote: I realize that some people who play to have fun and who currently form the majority of play- players have voiced their reservations toward these new trends, and understandably so. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, games are going to be work. Uh, it sounds like, um, and, and a way to make money and not a way to play or have fun anymore. Um, so that's the, that's the, that's the future that a bunch of developers are looking at this year. It sounds like, um, I don't know. What have you encountered so far? I've tried to like, just, I, I really try to be an open mind with some of this stuff and just like, okay, we're just like nerds having fun trying to figure this out. It's just that it's attached so much currency and money, like raw, just money to the whole idea that, and that it's a it's a way to get rich quicker is the my biggest issue with any of it. If they didn't attach so much, and obviously it's just part of the deal that it goes along with money. It's crypto based and things, so you kind of right, have to. Right, but, it's it, the speculation and stuff. Yeah. Oh, just I, having the doubt of you know I'm I'm someone who's usually a tech early adopter. Like, why am I so you know against these things? Am I is there something I'm missing? Is there something I'm not getting? But yeah, every time I I scratch into it more, it seems like yeah, it's it's that the grift the the make quick money, you know, kind of pyramid scheme type angle, uh, over and over again. And yeah. I, mean, I haven't really heard a, a good legitimate, uh, use case yet for how they would fit into, into games. But I see the, like the, even like adults, whatever age they are, but like people like us lamenting somehow, like the people who are very pro, pro uh, NFT and whatever in gaming lamenting how like, Oh, I wasted so much time playing Zelda or playing whatever. And I could have been owning some of the skins I earned or whatever and earned stuff in game. And like, as if like, I don't know, I just don't look back at the, my gaming spirit period of like when I was doing a lot of gaming in like high school and stuff and thinking, man, I wish I had my ultimate online skin still, or like somehow owned that or that somehow I was ripped off by paying $60 for a game that I played for like a hundred hours. Like, uh, I don't know. There's just, it just doesn't, the equation doesn't add up in my head. And so that's where even with like the Castlevania NFT or Axie Infinity, which is an entire game based around owning stuff in the game through NFT crypto based stuff. And then like you learned a link to like the now renting stuff in the game. It, that just feels like a whole nother level of grift going on where not, it's not about, like empowering people it's that someone who's rich enough to own a certain whatever axe or whatever that skin now can rent that out to other less rich people and pull money from them and that somehow is good for our world i don't know (laughs) yeah well i think axie infinity you know being an nft primary kind of you know uh, it, it it's it's very much not free to play right like you need startup capital to to get mm-hmm. your first in-game items is, is my understanding and that's where this renting comes in is someone who already has money goes in sets up shop claims some stuff uh by by getting some of these items with their you know real world money or, or their existing cryptocurrency stakes and then because other people can't front that money but do have time to play 
you do weird, you know, contract rental arrangements where they're paying you for the privilege of playing with your, you know, critters, axes, whatever in the game. And then you have, and then they have to give you, and so you're giving, they're giving you additional money on top of your original investment. And of course you, you know, line goes up, you look at the graphs, your return is better than, you know, putting it in a savings account or an index fund or something. So of course, if you want, um, yeah, if you if you want to be making money uh, off of well the the labor of others, uh, it's a, it's a good angle to get in early. I th- and I and I think that that's what we keep seeing, and and why the companies keep getting into it too. Right? Is yeah, you know, there's some product manager or something at at uh, Square Enix or 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 you know what, whatever these companies are that are announcing various things. That's like, hey, we got to get into this. Everybody's getting into it, right? Like there's there's a a wide open sea of of money to be made and and new features to develop and you know it'll it'll look good on your uh your annual review as a as a as someone who's created a new thing and and it's potentially an opportunity to you know get there first and and do that land grab and and make a bunch of money and and I think that's why it's all those perverse incentives to get to get in there and and um and get in but you know to the to the value thing right like you were saying I mean most of my it, there, there was a time where my primary World of Warcraft character, if I'd sold my account, would have been worth a lot of money. And I think we've talked about this a little bit before. But mm-hmm. most of my value from that experience where I was playing heavily and paying monthly for the for the privilege was, you know, the the playing with friends, the the like, oh, we just beat, you know, this raid boss. It was really, really hard. We all had to work together and figure out how to do it. Um, or or some of the friends I've made that I'm still in touch with, or um I mean, any, any kind of game memory is, is more about the, the fun you had, who you played it with, beating that next challenge. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, And, and you, yeah, I know it sounds cheesy, but you did the, I don't feel like I needed to, I don't know, make, make money doing it, like you said. Um, but, but that seems to be where we are in the market right now. And and we're going to keep seeing stuff like this. Um, I think for sure all year it sounds like we're just going to keep seeing announcements like this and well not to go too far like i think we can probably move on here but it feels healthy to vent at least and hopefully if you're listening out there and you're like also wanting to hear other people vent a little bit because it does feel a little bit like we're crazy pills like because there is that fear of like am i missing out on the next big thing and am i like the loser who doesn't get that social media is going to be cool in two years or whatever and and i don't want to be that um, and it even like I tweeted the other day, yesterday, I think it was of, like, there's this video clip of Jimmy Fallon and, uh, Paris Hilton, I think talking about their NFT, like monkey, whatever, ape board, ape purchases or whatever. And they're comparing their things like a printed out version of it. And it just feels like they're both being paid to, and script to say, like, this is what you're supposed to say. This is how you talk about this. They don't actually understand the words. They don't really care that much. They've just been told like, we were, you're going to make a bunch of money if you talk about this. So here, or they've been literally paid to talk about it. Um, and, and there's a bit of like, I would guess in celebrity culture too, of like, they all saw Ashton Kutcher and other people who like made big money off of social media stuff back in the day. And they don't want to miss out now. Everyone around them is telling them this is the next big thing. So you got to promote it. So it just kind of like, and it's a cycle that's going to just, you can't not be incentivized to like get into NFTs at this point in just in popular culture yeah, because caught up so in the people, trend and, yeah. and even if it's a you know, investing in cryptocurrency or whatever. Yeah. 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 So, um, and, and yeah, it's, it's very much, uh, it seems like one of those things where there's, there's a first mover advantage. So oh, there is yeah. kind of FOMO. If you don't get in early, you know, you, you're the one who's not making the money and you're providing the money to everybody else, basically. Right. You're, you're the mark in the, in the, in the scam. So it does feel like though, this in the same way that like, just to put a point on that, I guess it feels like, the the similar thing of like in the early days of social media it was like if you didn't get your handle on Twitter or on TikTok or on whatever the right. it was like you cannot make it you're not going to go anywhere if you don't have your handle and you have to be like the the fear of missing out you have to be the first one there registering it and we've seen now like no you can actually just do completely different things come up with some random like all these people on this <laughs> Castlevania like their usernames are like Path and Bangaloo and Yo Song and Rhino Legend and like Waifu Hunter and like waifu hunter seven now or whatever like it, we've seen that it doesn't actually matter it's the content you create that actually matters whether your handle goes off or not anyways whole another just like domain name purchases back in the day too it was like if you had to apple.com right. obviously you'd you get rich now you can just register whatever you want and people find it because they have you they click your links they don't have to search for it anymore anyways 
I'm excited to see moving on to more interesting things that Playdate. Yeah, maybe maybe something a little more fun and less less ranty. Um, yeah, so Playdate announced their game maker, which looks a little like Super Mario Maker, like a uh, I don't know which paper, not Paper Mario, Super Mario. What's that game called? Yeah, Super Super Mario Maker. Yeah, one Super and Mario two. Maker yeah, two. yeah, like a very lo-fi version of that idea. Anyways, and um, maybe it's just the colors that make me think of that. But anyways. Um, Basically, an old school kind of looking chip tuned, embedded <laughs> sound effects, et cetera, game maker, which looks like a lot of fun. Have you played with this at all? I I, I haven't yet. Um, I think my my plan is once we once we get the actual thing, it's going to be kind of a, a surprise for um, you know it's 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 mine, but it's something that'll be a lot of fun uh, to do with with my son. And um, it actually reminds me a lot of a recent one that he's used as part of a, a like a programming science museum online camp he did last year which is mm. called bitsy um so this has a lot of similars that you know you're, you're making little sprites and you can tie little events to them um so the, the this is not the full sdk that that people making like the really big games for playdate are going to use this is like the lightweight um in browser game maker and and like you said there's there's a whole little like chiptune uh song track editor uh that you can build into your games I mean, my hope is that this is going to be kind of like a new, you know, little um, uh, hypercard type uh, platform that that's really going to um, get some neat little toys created specifically for this this cute little console. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see where it goes. And and obviously, there's a lot of other like mini games being developed on like itch.io and and other platforms uh, on on the web. So it's not like there's any shortage of ways to create cool small indie game experiences without a lot of programming experience um but the you know this this is one that's tied to this console and and i think uh i'm I'm pretty excited to try it i I should try playing around with the online one and and report back uh before um you know before we we spoil the the surprise uh here (laughs) in this in this house that we're we're actually getting one of these things yeah yeah it looks like it'd be like it's always fun to me when apps like this have limitations like you're obviously limited by colors and limited by size and scale and, and just even the quality of the graphics or whatever um because that's where it, like a super mario maker to when i look at that it's just like the scale is so big in terms of what you can make and i, I haven't actually tried the game so i i should give it a try sometime but it just feels like a uh an overwhelm of decisions to make if you're just wanting to like play through a game and, and make up your own little world or whatever but um i know it's yeah great reviews and stuff um so should probably try it out, but that's where I like the, the idea of a play date and their developer uh, kit like this, just like very minimal. Your options are fairly limited, but you still can have then within that a ton of creativity. So very cool. Yeah. I, th- I think there's something to be said. And I, I feel like there's a famous quote about this, but, but basically that those, there can be a ton of creativity found within those limitations, right? Like, like setting up those boundaries and not having just the wide open possibility space almost makes it easier to come up with those clever uh, uh, game gameplay ideas. And and I think we can talk a little bit later about, uh, game mechanics that have taken the world by storm, um, in, in a, in a bit, but, um, what, so we, we did get super Mario maker two for, for Christmas and have played with it a little bit. It, oh. it is a little bit of a learning curve. Yeah. Um, and I think that has made it, especially now that we're back in school schedule, it's made it a little bit less popular than expected with my son, because it is a little bit hard to just be like, well, I just want to, you know, get a few jumping platforms in. It's, it's a, it's a fair bit of work to, to get it all done. Right. Um, but how have the, how have some of the bigger, uh, holiday gift items gone over in your house? Well, yeah, in the console area, like the, um, so we did the Xbox X surprise, which was managed to pull off the, like pretending to buy the wrong version of NHL 22, which is what my oldest wanted for Christmas. And, bought it for the Xbox X series, which we didn't, hadn't opened yet. And so then we kind of sent them on a little rabbit trail to, to go find that we actually had an Xbox X <laughs> hidden <laughs> that's been sitting in our closet for a month. Actually, it was sitting in my office for like, I think I pointed out maybe on a previous recording, but I was like, uh, yeah, you can't see them on the floor, luckily, because it's a big mess. But um, I had it sitting in the Microsoft box, which is just like our, our brown box or whatever. It, didn't, it said Microsoft on the shipping side, but it was just a box sitting in my office for like two weeks. I hadn't told anybody in my family what it was, but nobody was even curious enough to figure out what that it was sitting right there. Um, and then we finally, when I told my wife about it, we, I, we actually hit it. She's like, you can't leave it there. They're going to find it. I was like, well, it's been two weeks. They, 
<laughs> they still haven't looked at it, but um, you've you've tested their curiosity. Exactly. <laughs> they just know I usually have like junk in here, then they don't really, uh, yeah, they're not too bothered by what it is. But um, yeah, and so then uh, we've been playing a bunch of that, and then actually a bunch of hockey. I tried Halo Infinite multiplayer a bit. So I haven't picked up the full game, but definitely tempted to try it out just for nostalgia's sake. We've talked about that a few times here on the show, um, and then also Forza actually Horizons, which I'd heard a bunch about from just online chatter about how much fun this game was, even for people who don't dig car games. And so I borrowed it from the library because I'm at this. There's this sort of like tension, just like with Halo, where you can buy a game for $80 or you can get subscribed to Game Pass for it's like $15, $16 a month here in Canada. And so then it's about four or five months of gameplay where you'd pay for one game. So do you buy, do I buy Halo Infinite on its own and not have access to the 200 other games that I may or may not ever actually play? Or do I, uh, do I like buy, yeah, do the Game Pass thing and have access to both and infinite and not have to worry about taking it to the library or buy the game at all. Anyways, my youngest daughter has loved playing Forza, which I had no, just had never introduced the car game because none of the older two don't really like mm-hmm. dig car games. I don't dig car games that much, although Forza Horizon is a ton of fun to play because it's a very, it's a bit of story driven, but it's also a very open world where you just drive around. You can get a any car, basically. You have to earn them, but like you can buy cars as you go along and paint them and and outfit them however you like there's damage to the car it, like cosmetically it damages it but doesn't affect the actual drivability of the car mm-hmm. and the races that you go on are it's it tunes it to like your ability level if you've consistently <laughs> my unfortunately my daughter's on the easiest level and it still prompts her and is like would you like to put it on the easier level? Cause it seems like you're losing a lot. <laughs> so she's still, but she has fun with it. Cause she's like, you can change the radio station in your car and then you drive around, you can do jumps and whatever, like all sorts of stuff. So, um, right. And it's amazing visually. Like it really is just bonkers how good the game looks, um, on. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, so. that was my impression of some of the, the clips you've posted. And I, I think I saw you were like, racing kyle and kenny or or like their ghosts via xbox um yeah live like your, your friends or... it uses your friends names as drivers of other cars in the game so at first the first time we saw it we were like freaked out we we're like wait is kyle like we pa- drive past How is kyle? He in my game yeah <laughs> is he playing right <laughs> you, now i don't think hacked. he is <laughs> and uh but yeah it's kind of a fun little extra mechanic of like but i think it doesn't allow um, there must be a setting on my kids accounts because we don't see I don't see them ever, even though we're Xbox friends or whatever in on the Xbox, I don't see their names ever pop up. So there's probably some sort of age, you know, thing before their accounts are allowed to appear as, as that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, anyways, I'm curious what other folks out there who do the Xbox thing, I guess PlayStation would be similar, but like, do you do the Game Pass or whatever subscription service and access to the games? But then obviously once you stop, you don't have the games anymore. Or do you buy the games individually, sort of the, slowly, the old school way? I'm, I'm a bit torn on what to do, and so I haven't done anything at this point. I'm sort of waiting for uh, Microsoft or whoever to do some sort of Game Pass promo again here, like they did last year, so to try it out again for a few months for cheap. Right. But yeah, that's where we're at. I mean, we've kind of talked about that in the context of, of like Apple Arcade, right? Is it, well, you're, you're paying every month, but you know, would you have bought a new five dollar game every month maybe yeah. but then you get this library of hundreds of games so you know you can kind of just be like oh well i'll just dive into this one um and, and it applies with like the video streaming platforms too in, in kind of the same way um i think uh may, maybe we should move on to well let's see are we done with console corner oh i think the other big one in our in our star wars gaming news was the um oh yeah uh, lego star wars skywalker saga yeah, so it's coming out soon, but they did a gameplay overview uh, video with a lot of um, additional information about what it's going to look like. Uh, it, I can see now why it's taken so long because they've added a ton of stuff relative to the existing um, Star Wars games. So I think that answers our question like, oh, is this just a remaster of all of the Lego Star Wars games that have come out so far? There's a, a whole new like space battle mode and and you know various things. So it it seems like there is a ton of gameplay in here and and with all the usual like lego star wars silliness um yeah. <laughs> like the it is Hutt just slide. for the yeah exactly. <laughs> i mean it's just the skywalker saga like the nine core movies so not any of the new stuff with um like with you know, like series. mandalorian and yeah. boba fett on on disney plus but um or or any of the other extended uh, media stuff we've talked about but mm-hmm. 
looks pretty cool. And uh, I, I have to say the the deluxe edition boxed version of the game comes with a a special Luke Lego minifig. Oh, we like are. a physical item. Nice. So that's it's not an NFT, but that's the kind of thing that tempts me <laughs> yeah, into. <exactly. laughs> that's uh, the original NFT you know, right? for, for the Lego collection. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, all the all the Lego. It's it's the bean, it's Beanie Babies all over again. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, other the other funny thing is there they showed in the overview trailer. There's something called mumble mode you can turn on, and so all the dialogue will just be like. Darth Vader talking like, and it's just, you know, if that, if that's the kind of thing that makes you or your child laugh Diggle. at a yeah. game, uh, that's, that's probably a plus. Is that to like, that isn't for like spoiling or lack or not spoiling the, sh- the movie series maybe or something, or is that just to be silly? Is there like an inside uh, joke that I, I took it to just be silly, but, but maybe it is about, well, and, and obviously it has a kind of a localization advantage too, right? Yeah. Like if you are playing the game, <laughs> And it, I don't know how many languages it's going to support with audio dialogue at launch, but you know, probably only so many. But yeah. if you're playing the game and you don't speak one of those languages, you just flip it to mumble mode, and and you still get kind of the the delivery without having to understand the um, the words. Yeah, man, that's going to be like that. That definitely going back to just the question earlier. Like to me, that's one of those games where buying it feels in, even, especially with the uh, the exclusive character or whatever, feels like a great option to go with because there's tons of replayability in that one. It's coming out on literally every platform that's current, like PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and everything newer than that, Switch, uh, play, yeah, computer, etc. cetera. So um, I'm sure this is going to be do really well for them. <laughs> Deluxe Edition is like $89 in Canada, it looks like. So um, yeah, it'll be lots of fun to get back into that. We haven't played a Lego game in a long time, actually. I think about it. So, yeah, uh, I, I haven't either. I have a couple of them in my Steam library. Um, I think if we decide to get it, we'd probably get the Switch edition because that's kind of the that would be like the place in the house to play it uh, mm-hmm. more than than on a computer. I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I it, it it would be fun, and and obviously Star Wars. Uh, you know, with with a with an eight year old in the house, Star Wars looms large in in pop culture. Yeah. Uh, and and probably will continue to do so for for some time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, let's uh, head over to uh, PC corner for a few minutes. Are we should grab some Forza sound effects? I guess maybe for (laughs) yeah, we we need some we need some uh, real performance engines. Uh, I just we just got to be careful about creating a convoy as we head over to PC corner, right? That's actually the funny thing with Forza, yeah. just to mention this, I tweeted this, but I, it's worth mentioning in the game, you can buy like upgrades for like with game in-game currency of uh, mm-hmm. upgrades for like your horn sound and stuff. And one of the sort of jokes horn sounds is actually the Microsoft Teams call notification horn, which I feel like oh, was really no. funny to buy if you were like playing with colleagues at work and, you know, a bit triggering for anybody who has to endure using Microsoft Teams a lot. Um, yes. Anyway, yeah. We, we had Teams for virtual school, but I, I thankfully do not have to use Teams. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of Microsoft uh, in, in PC Corner, I think that probably the biggest news is um, Microsoft bought uh, ac- or announced their intention to buy Activision Blizzard um, and for an obscene amount of money. Um, and uh, you know, if you think of what Activision owns... Uh, IP-wise, you know, Call of Duty series, a number of other huge, huge ones, a bunch of mobile games. Blizzard, of course, has always loomed large, very influential uh, in my gaming uh, life. You know, not not just World of Warcraft, but the original Warcraft games, Diablo, we've talked about, um, and a number of others. Uh, Overwatch is obviously pretty prop- popular right now. So mm. um, I don't know what the what the play is here, but I mean, it's a huge acquisition. Um, We've talked a little bit about some of Blizzard's kind of leadership and cultural struggles. Yeah, you know, I I stopped playing Blizzard games. Um, it does sound like uh, a number of the problem people uh, are leaving as part of this deal, and we'll be getting the usual golden parachute. Um, so, you know, long term, maybe maybe the studio will get a little a little healthier under uh, under Microsoft. Um, it seems like Microsoft has a little bit more of a healthier corporate culture um yeah. around things like you know overworking people and and harassment and, and so forth so we'll we'll see how that shakes out if the deal gets approved um i think probably the biggest concern is you know if, well microsoft owns bungie they own this they have 
Xbox, they have all their own, uh, you know, game studios. Uh, that's a big, big chunk of the game industry now all under one house. And, you know, what, what does that do to competition, to jobs for game developers and, and so forth is, is a, a question that, that has to be asked in our, uh, monopoly type era. Yeah. Especially like for anybody who's a PlayStation fan, this is kind of like a big, like, uh Oh, I think you had mentioned like, sort yeah. of, you know, blizzard ending many Mac support, which may or may not happen, but isn't going to be a huge dent in the, in the overall gaming universe, just because Mac gaming is so small, relatively speaking. Yeah. But I, I mean, overwatch already, you know, Bl- blizzard historically always had dual platform releases for Mac and PC and, and overwatch has never been available for Mac. Yeah. Um, I think just, yeah, the the graphics um, portability, even even though the hardware power is there, the platform uh, just has never been there. And and like you said, it's a it's a it would be a rounding error in uh, oh, in yeah. the number of users playing these games. Uh, yeah, yeah, it definitely was like uh, the the Xbox fan in me was kind of a little giddy that I actually made the right choice here. It mm-hmm. felt like with buy, picking up Xbox X, I was kind of wasn't sure whether to, what to do there versus and, PlayStation. Yeah. Yeah. And there is like the, the biggest one that like my kids even ask about still is the Spider-Man game. That's only on PlayStation and that they only can mm-hmm. play there and, and have never gotten to experience or whatever. Cause they hear about it or see about it, see th- other people playing it. Um, and uh, ironically, Fortnite kind of like solved a lot of that because they introduced a Spider-Man character or spider-man upgrade <laughs> option in the game so you can actually go around and find like special gloves that give you like web slinging ability in, in fortnite which is a ton of fun to like honestly just like to run around in fortnite and but doing like web slinging like what is in the spider-man games and and they nailed like the just the animations even really well and just like flipping up over on top of a building and things like that as you go around or and there's the goofy stuff obviously where you're dragging around on the ground as you're <laughs> being pulled along by this web but um but yeah it's a it is a ton of fun to actually play and just like run you know if you're about to die you pull up the web slinging thing and quickly web sling what's the i don't know what the verb is in the, uh what spider-man uh. does <laughs> The action. Yeah, I mean, he slings webs. I'm not, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, it, it's the little like foot. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that's, the, that's the cartoon or the comic book sound that. Yes. So, or but, uh, or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyways, we, we combined with that, we actually over the holidays had watched all the old Spider Man movies as well. The, the, we'd watched the new one, obviously, uh, around Christmas time, and then mm-hmm. and saw the previous five old ones, showed them to our kids over the, the last month, uh, having you know, isolation in there helped. And, uh, and so they're very much in the Spider-Man fandom right now, I guess. And so this is perfect timing all around, but, uh, but yeah, anyways, with, with Microsoft buying Activision Blizzard, it, I, I, I'm curious to see if they would like, would they try and bring uh, world of Warcraft to Xbox or something like that? Just like that cash cow that they have on an ongoing basis. Would they try and do something like that? Or would they, cause Xbox has like keyboard and mouse support really well built in. Um, so it's certainly something they could do if they cross-platform it. Well, and even they they fairly recently did, I think it was what, about two years ago, they released Warcraft 3 Reforged, which was like a, a huge you know graphics remaster mm-hmm. of um, of Warcraft 3, uh, the original campaign and, and multiplayer. And I think that was just Mac and Windows only. But, you know, yeah, would there be an incentive to... You know, I, my understanding is porting from Windows to Xbox is fairly straightforward, relatively. Um, and so, you know, would they, would they bring that to Xbox? Of course, Overwatch and Diablo 4 are already on Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but you would imagine that there's an incentive to get more of the, the sort of classic Blizzard IP or, or remakes on, um, on uh, Xbox a, a, as a platform. I hadn't realized um, that Warcraft 3, I'm almost wishing you hadn't told me that, that Reforged was available for Mac. Because <laughs> I, I assumed it was yeah. PC only. And so I was like, ah, oh, it's not worth it to like have to reboot into boot camp and then play it. Because right. I'll, I'll never do that. But if I could play it on my laptop just in the way it is, that's not good to know. I mean, yeah, it's good no, to know, I, but... I think it is Intel only, but but it's probably even with the remaster, not uh, graphically taxing enough that it would be a problem for um, you yeah. know, Rosetta 2 on, on, a, on an Apple Silicon Mac. Because I would love to be able to, yeah, like see how how my kids take to it um, as a game, just to see how a fourteen year old or eleven year old who's like Fortnite brain <laughs> handles right. a real time strategy game that they have they've never really dove too deep. Mm-hmm. I've never really had the opportunity to push them into it or let them experience it either. And so, just to start from the first episode or first whatever the first map or first level is, um, and see them walk through that a bit and uh, 
Yeah. That that and uh, and then my like I said, my daughter into Forza has made me wish I had like a gaming channel because I'd love to hear my daughter's version of what she's often playing when I'm working, and so I don't know what her. But whenever we're playing together or I'm watching her and sitting beside her, it's hilarious. Just like her view of what you should be doing in a game like that, not because she's a girl or whatever, but just like as a kid approaching this game. It's also for like thirty year olds who love cars, right? Like it's kind of this both. Anyway, that's a little aside. I'll I'll let you know if I ever set up a gaming. Yeah, it's it's very much, um, you know, especially like at the age where my son is, where he is still learning certain, you know, genres of gameplay and like how to, you know, do mm-hmm. a platformer well or how maybe how to do a, a driving game well. Uh, you know, we've only had Mario Kart, so nothing as realistic as Forza. And so trying to both allow him to fail and learn on his own and also to try and show, you know, where my uh, whatever, 30, 30, five plus years of video game experience uh, can can come in to play yeah. right um and and just like and, and 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 he's even said like oh how did you do that and i was like well i'm not really sure but i've played games like this so much i can't remember not being able to you know pick up and and uh, and do things like that although like we've also said Fortnite has confused the heck out of me so it's it's not <laughs> universal right i was thinking actually the other day we should uh we should set up a time to do like a even a stream or whatever for fun but like um yeah, walking through because it is it's like a game. I was just playing it last night, last couple nights, actually, um, just before bed even. And like it's just a fun game to run around in and you don't have you can get like drawn into battles, but you can very easily avoid. And that, mm-hmm. especially now with the Spider-Man stuff, you can just like have a bit of fun. I kind of use the the motivation for me. Fortnite, maybe this is like dad gaming, but like where I just the the unlocking the map or like making the map completely visible is my goal each sort of season. And then when a new season starts, the map is kind of redone. And so you have to like un- unlock or, mm-hmm. or travel to every area on the map basically. And that's like, once I've kind of accomplished that now. So now I'm kind of like, ah, maybe I'll stop now until the next season. Again. <laughs> it's like <laughs> as much as my motivation for it is, but anyways, watch this space, I guess, or listen to this space. If Nick and I ever managed to coordinate times to play. Yeah. That, I think our, our time to play is, is always like late in the evening for me, which is even later for you. Yeah. That, that has, uh, <laughs> has impacted our ability to come up with a plan, but, but we will, we will make some time, uh, to be bad at Fortnite together. Exactly. <laughs> That's the main Well, thing. you're better than I am. <laughs> it's been actually really good. Like the last couple of games, I like get second place or third place or whatever. And then it's like, it's that tricking you into thinking you're good. And then all of a sudden I'll play with my kids who are much higher level than I, and I just get like knocked out right away. Like it's just, they're constantly having right. to revive me and <laughs> carry my reboot card or whatever i mentioned one of the few times i've played i i got second and it was down to you know like me and and one other player and of course they just completely destroyed me when we yeah. finally met up for our final duel <laughs> right like yeah. i was i just lucked into uh, lasting that long yeah uh all right quickly we'll we'll uh run over to uh take our bikes over to apple corner <laughs> yeah bicycles of the mind uh yeah. in true steve jobs fashion um <laughs> So uh, a couple of quick things. Um, so uh, Corey and Brian, my, my friends who record a starting point, um, uh, they, they had an interesting conversation a couple episodes ago about kind of feeling like mobile games aren't where a lot of the innovation is right now. You know, that, that mobile games are kind of the, there's a couple of categories and you just kind of stamp them out and try to get players and, and make money. Um, but they, they mentioned our show over on their Game Awards uh, episode recently. Oh, um, like we won an so award. That was nice. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Like they were talking about kidding. the game awards. We were talking about the game awards. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so we're, we're we're linking to each other over here in the in the 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 game podcast world. Yeah. Um, Sweet. And then um, I noticed in, in other Apple News the Target Circle, which is like their one, you know, so the retailer membership thing. They have a deal where you can get six months of Apple Arcade for free if you're new to it. So. Um, and then I think four months of some of the other Apple services. So um, you can check that out. That's they also probably... have Ulta Beauty Awards if you wear makeup or use lotions and so forth. Um, <laughs> U.S. only, I would imagine. And one, probably. It's probably U.S. only. I don't remember. Um, yeah. Hey, you had mentioned here uh, Jackbox games yeah. just quickly. I know this could devolve into a long oh, conversation, yeah. but like setting up AirPlay and then FaceTiming mm-hmm. as well. How did that all work? Yeah, it, we've done it twice uh, over over the sort of the holidays uh, with my family. It worked pretty well. So I have a Jackbox game pack on Steam on and and that does run you know with Rosetta on the new iMac. So so we have the um, 
and we have the Apple TV in the living room, different floors. So what I was doing was I was airplaying to the Apple TV so we could see it on the big screen. I just had my wireless uh, keyboard downstairs. Uh, and then we were doing uh, FaceTime share play, right? So I was sharing that screen to the FaceTime call to, and then uh, my family had one computer running FaceTime, kind of sitting at the end of the table where they were all playing. And then they were all each individually playing on their phones, the way you usually do Jackbox. Um, so it's a, it's a little bit of effort to set up because like the computer we're using and the computer we're displaying is different. And then I think we were using my wife's laptop for the, um, for our FaceTime call so they could see our faces. I think we've talked a little bit before about like, why isn't there an Apple TV that has a camera yeah. attachment? Right. Um, and, and that this, this is that kind of use case. Like, why couldn't we do a call on the TV? Um, but yeah, it worked pretty well. Um, uh, and, uh, we played uh, a couple of game, a couple rounds of TKO and, um, and some of the other games that are, uh, that are in there. And, and, you know, the Jackbox games are a lot of fun for that kind of, you know, four to eight people being silly, trying to draw stuff on, on your, on your touch screen. Mm-hmm. Um, so highly, highly recommend it's, it's also a good, uh, you know, if you're, if you're kind of trying to do, if you're in an office type environment and everyone still work from home, uh, it can be a good, like kind of coworker bonding activity. Um, since you can't necessarily gather, uh, for, for happy hour or whatever. Yeah. Like a good icebreaker kind of game. That's yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the Apple Arcade news, I just saw you'd, you'd mentioned this too, that, uh, Hearts Plus and Spades Plus, some good classic card games finally came to Apple Arcade. Mm-hmm. So that's, that'll make my parents happy if I ever convince them to somehow figure out how to subscribe <laughs> to Apple Arcade. <laughs> yeah. It, I, I think we had talked a little, a while ago about like, oh, why aren't there just like some basic card games on Apple Arcade? Cause there's, there's all these really sketchy, like free to play ones or show you a ton of ads between every hand. Um, and yeah, so this is a, just a nice basic, they brought back the green felt, you know, that yeah. we missed from game center. <laughs> um, uh, nice basic hearts game and spades game. Um, it's, it's got some good tutorial stuff if you've never played the card games before. Um, and of course, you know, dealing with all the shuffling and, and everything, it's a lot faster digitally than it is to play with an actual deck of cards, uh, in person. Um, there's no multiplayer. You're just playing against bots. Um, which is which is a little funny, and then one thing that's really weird is when you do the like competitive ranked mode against the bots. Um, they actually when, when you when you finished a game, they do like a simulated matchmaking thing. It's really weird. Like the the screen will wait a little bit set, and it'll say like waiting for players, and then it'll <laughs> it'll show as if four as if three other people have joined your game, but right. it's just bots running locally. So I, I'd be really curious how that product decision got made to, to like, Oh, we want to make it feel like you're playing random people online, yeah. even though you're just playing the computer. Cause you, you almost wonder, like I could see someone, you know, not picking on, but like my dad or whatever, thinking that he is actually doing multiplayer when actually it's just not realizing mm-hmm. it's bought. And it, yeah. And it is like graphically, the UI is definitely like a throwback either in a good way or a cheap way to just, yeah, it doesn't feel like it doesn't have an Apple polish that's for sure but so it feels a little yeah. bit like what would be normally uh you know we're going to hit you with ads kind of style of ui user interface um i was a little thrown away thrown back by that but but yeah the, the gameplay is, is fun i was playing the hearts one anyways and it's just like a fun decent implementation of hearts yeah, heart, like, it's like a nice little like mindless trick-taking game if you if you want to just fit in a few quick hands and yeah i i think that the i don't know when this since it's a plus app, it was an app that was on the app store at some point in the past. I don't know when it came out, but it definitely feels like kind of that older era of scoiomorphic design that was really popular in iOS games, um, trying to look like physical objects. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's been, it's been resurrected. And so we're, we're getting this interesting mix now in Apple arcade where, where we have these like really elegant, well-designed, you know, indie darling games that are doing something really cool and unique. And then, these plus games where they're like, or, uh, where they're taking, you know, they're picking someone who was popular back in the past, the app store and bring it back. And, and sometimes that's been a really great classic game, uh, that was a huge, you know, award winner several years ago. And now just it's, it's running on modern platforms and it's free as part of arcade. And then some of them, it's more like this, where it's kind of like, well, it really looks like somebody just kind of filed the ads off and dropped it into Apple arcade. I I'm sure it was more work than that. I, I don't mean to disparage the developers, but it doesn't 
it doesn't fit uh, with with other Apple Arcade entries in the same way. Yeah, that's actually a really good way of putting it. It feels like the ads were filed off and then and then thrown out. Uh, and yeah, I, I agree. There's probably way more work involved, but um, it doesn't. I felt like it was gonna if they. It felt like they've waited this long to put something like this out. Surely they'll pick a really high quality looking game. And I don't know what that means exactly in a in a simulated card game, but um, something that feels like good. I don't know. <laughs> I've, I've been hearing lots about um, what was the the bird one that we've talked about the board game version, but um, Wingspan for yes for iOS as being a really well done game as well, and so it feels like they would Apple would want to like throw a bucket of money at someone like that, the developers behind that game, let's say, um, where the digital version of, and there's reasons why they wouldn't, obviously as well for just leaving it out in the in the in the regular app marketplace. Um, but yeah, just something like that, where it'd be like that caliber, not so much like the sort of cheaper version of, of what they could put out. So at any rate, it's, it's still fun to play. Yeah. I, I, I don't know, you know, sort of with, with Apple and, and, and arcade, like how, how much, like how much is it easier for them to just find a developer who can do some quick patches and get something updated into arcade world versus, um, you're trying to find someone who's working on like a big modern card game and say like, oh yeah, we will give you the money to finish the work on this and it'll be an Apple Arcade exclusive for a while or, or something like that. And I, I think uh, uh, is speaking of the the App Store and 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 policies, I think the the web-based game that has taken the world by storm of late <laughs> is Wordle. Uh, and uh, certainly I've gotten into it. My my family's uh, text thread has been taken over by yeah. you know comparing <laughs> um, uh, uh, results. Um, but there was a, a little bit of a, 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 a rumble around this because it's a web-based game. It's just a it's just a quickie website, and someone put out a clone app on the App Store, also called Wordle, and was and it was it had like a paid subscription. It was like thirty euros or something weird like that, and um, yeah, the the developer was very flippant about it on social media. Like, yeah, what? I'm just I'm just creating a thing, like. Why does it matter? And it got taken down for obvious reasons because he, he was clearly just capitalizing on people searching the app store instead of the web for Wordle and and you know signing up for his app without realizing they can just play it for free online. Um, and so th- uh, that developer uh, was understandably being being roasted uh, in sort of the game circles I follow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the but the really fun thing that I've enjoyed has been you know kind of like we were talking earlier about Playdate and all these like easy game simple game ideas is is that that core wordle idea has been cloned into tons of different silly ideas and i I dropped some links in the show notes but um so there's there's absurdle which is an adversarial version where it it always selects the word that doesn't fit anything you've guessed so far like so it's the only remaining word that that still works (laughs) Uh, primal which is guessing five digit prime numbers uh which uh, you probably don't have memorized <laughs> um dordle which is playing two wordle boards at once so it's two different words but your guess goes to both at the same time so you kind of have to like guess to eliminate things but like you won't be able to guess both correct word at the same time and then uh, clones that have other word li- libraries such as Swerdle, which is just four letter words of uh, uh, a very limited uh, vocabulary and Loodle, which is uh, various words for uh, let's leave it at body parts uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and other euphemisms. Um, and, and so, you know, the, there's, there's a lot of, I'm, I'm reminded of the, when Flappy Bird became like a thing, yeah, uh, I don't remember when that was. Many several several years ago, and there were all these funky Flappy Bird clones. But it, it was sort of all sort of the same thing. But but this is seems to have unlocked a kind of a fun word game innovation craze uh, that that I've been appreciating a lot. Yeah, and I'm trying out on the stream here. I was trying out the Townscaper converter of my world results. Right, that's what you're supposed to do. I think. Yes. Yeah, it got, grabs the contents and then pastes. Anyways, something's not, or it's just slow. Yeah, so really I busy. wasn't able to get the web version of Townscaper to work with this very well. It was, it was very slow, but the um, you can paste it in. If you've, if you've purchased the iOS app, you can paste that little code that this converter generates into Townscaper. Oh, gotcha. And, 
and you get like a you know a a single depth little house structure with colored walls that matches uh your your wordle results uh, board um I, i've shared one or two uh, like that it, and you know it's we've talked about townscaper as one of these toy games and you know some uh, and it has the ability to import wordle is this current really popular thing that has the ability to export and some developer you know figured out how to convert one format to another and and then you know you can go and and drop it into the world and and make this oh, cool little um yeah that uh, works. thing um and yeah just that kind of combination and remixing really reminds me of kind of an earlier era of of the web where you know everybody was sort of like connecting things in new and creative ways and um in, in a way we haven't seen as much of uh lately you know where things are sort of more locked down and in single use so i've i've really appreciated seeing how this is um uh expanding and riffing and, and everything yeah that's what i think the the remix and riffing of the web is what's exciting about stuff like this like you said and so i hope it kind of unlocks some of that idea even within as people try to like obviously everybody's going to try and cut do something like Wordle in some way now for the next little while to capitalize on this, to make some money off of it and to whatever, make NFTs of it somehow and all that crap. But um, <laughs> hopefully the the spirit of like taking what, like if someone took our audio and remixed it into a song, like that's to me is like the spirit of what the web is or made a, a graphical version, cartoony version of our podcast episode or whatever. That's to me is like the fun of what the web enables. You still have the core thing and the core experience is still available for free the way we've distributed it. And then also this other thing can be made from that. And, uh, and, but yeah, anyways, that's maybe, maybe that's the, the era of the web is that's going away, but that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> we'll say yeah. For time. I, I think we, we touched on it a little bit, but um, yeah, I, I, it, it feels like one of those sort of collective moments. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, maybe kind of like the way animal crossing landed uh, early in 2020 and, you know, like, the pandemic was just getting started for the most part. And there were many, many unknowns. And and there was this sort of collective moment in game circles where everyone was just like sharing happy little moments, you know, selling onions on each other's islands. Right. (laughs) And, and this has kind of a similar feel where, you know, there's the challenge of it. And, um, you know, people are talking like, Oh, how many guesses did it take you? And so there's the social aspect and it's, it's just got that stickiness to it right now. And, and yeah, we are totally going to see tons of Wordle related, uh, nonsense, but but I've been excited by you know the a fairly simple game concept being taken and and riffed on in all these different ways, um, and and I hope you know some of them will kind of stick around in a, in a fun way. Yeah, I don't know if it'll become you know the crosswords right. You know, crosswords have been around for decades uh, or longer, uh, but yeah, they, th- there's a certain appeal to all playing the same game at the same time. Yeah. And that's where the, like, I've seen people, that's the, to me, the app store thing is just like, people want to play more of it so that rather than being okay with like the once per day, we all get to play this game. They have to like, you know, they want to go to the app store and make, find a game that where they can just play it for an hour straight or whatever with new words, mm-hmm. which is, I, I don't blame them. I like that's understandable. Um, but it also is a good recipe for like burnout of a, <laughs> a genre or a style of game. And um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm curious. It's, it's, I think everybody's kind of watching to see when you load up the Wordle website in two weeks from now, and all of a sudden there's a banner ad, or there's a just a hey, click here to check out this other thing I've done, or whatever, which would be fully within the right. developer's rights to do something with it. Like, um, but I'm impressed at how long he, he or they have um, have sort of held off on doing anything other than just like letting people play this fun game. And um, other than with, I don't know if the, he was involved with legal stuff as far as what the app was going on with the app store it seemed like it was fairly took for, took care of itself fairly quickly <laughs> whether he was involved or not mm-hmm. um but but yeah it's i'm i'm curious to see i guess what happens if the web can remain fun and innocent with it or if it just gets messy and gross <laughs> which is what it seems like it's been lately yeah <laughs> yeah but <laughs> I, I, I always i'm i'm generally an optimist uh, so I, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful that we can, we can just have the nice thing and yeah. like enjoy it collectively <laughs> without trying to like squeeze money out of it or, or, or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, maybe, maybe there's some, there's some fun Wordle merch that'll come out of all of this. Right. Yeah. I like the one tweet I just retweeted yesterday of like, has anybody tried just connecting all the words that have been 
used to see if there's like a hidden message <laughs> to see that somebody's <laughs> trying to send us something like here's the actual like you know yeah. the way to get rid of COVID is actually hidden in the Wordle results or whatever. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. No or or what's the um, enjoy your? Is it like malt malt? Your, eat your eat your oval drink your Ovaltine right that was right. like the secret message in uh, <laughs> uh, Christmas story yeah that was so disappointing yeah <laughs> all right well for we'll skip tabletop corner this time oh sorry go ahead if you had to sum this oh I was just gonna say I don't think we have any secret messages embedded in this uh, podcast episode but yeah I think tabletop corner maybe can wait for another day yeah I think every if you if you just grab every eighth word uh, then you can get a very secret message from this episode I I planned that part out. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm afraid. I'm afraid to to look I don't know if and Kyle see listens, what, what but, it is. Uh, I trust Kyle could could do that if he had time. Um, but I, I hope he doesn't have that kind of time. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening for to uh, Twenty Five Cents, our video game podcast. You can find me on Twitter at iChris, and you can find me on Twitter and just about everywhere else as Alternerd. That's N U R D. And you can find 25 cents wherever you listen to podcasts, of course, at goodstuff.network is our home where other podcasts like The Morning Show are. And then check out the Good Stuff Patreon, patreon.com slash goodstuff to join us in our Discord and uh, join the community. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.